This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful Thursday, October 8th. Glad you've taken time out of your day to join us on Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion. Sure, to jumpstart your day, how that works is we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord, reading and thinking, asking God to speak to us from his word, and then I and a coast come down to our little studio we have here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon, who's pastor of our mezzanine, which is our 18 to uh 30-year-old group in our church, and he is also the pastor of the Avenue Worship Center. How you doing, Pastor David? I'm doing great. Super excited awesome. to be here. Good. Cool weather rolled in for a little bit, huh? Ooh, that was freaky last week. I know. I'm ready yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Me too. I mean, really, uh, in my history in the state of Florida, living in this part of the world, there's generally... No break before October 30th. Mm-mm. And so we've had a couple little days here over the past couple of weeks where we got a little break in the weather. And uh, one morning when I got up, it was about 62 yeah. last week. And that was pretty good, I mean, for this time of year. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm in. It, I, I noticed because, and, and probably the same as you, because it affects the fishing. Yeah. It affects yeah. outdoors. Yep. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I'm in. Know. Where are you guys hiding now? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like being out in the cool weather. I mean, after a long, hot Florida summer, it's very welcome. And we are entering into six months. We live in a great part of the world. We're entering in six months of the nicest weather in the world. Absolutely. Uh, some people say we have six months of the worst weather in the world, <laughs> but we do get six months of the nicest weather. So I'm excited about it. But anyway, tell the folks how to get involved in Morning Breath. And we want you guys to jump in. A great way to do that is go to our website. That's eccc.us, and you'll be able to do forward slash Morning Breath. And you'll be able to see the full schedule of what we do and and, uh, the chapters we go into. There's even a a little template there, Seek, Observe, Apply, and Pray for when you Mm, go into it yourself. It's called SOAP, and it's a great way to go through the chapters. You also can listen to what we've done here on the show. Another great way is to get the um, app. The app has the Morning Breath podcast on it. It's another great way. Just listen there. Uh, you also can call the church at 321-452-1060, hit zero, speak to the operator, and we'll take care of you. We'll meet you where you're at, and we'll take care of you. Yeah, and if you want to do more than listen, you can watch the Monday version yes. of Morning Breath because Matt and Jess are doing it as a video podcast. The other thing we'd like to say is uh, our online services are all, of course, available. All the ways that Pastor David just said through eccc.us or our app. But we also want you to know there's room for you in our regular services. Come on. We want uh, to invite you back to church uh, prayerfully. Uh, We want you to come back and be involved in uh, the in-person services. And so we have got uh, in all of our uh, facilities uh, areas of social distancing where you can sit, uh, you know, social distancing. And we've got other areas where you can sit where you can just sit like Mm -hmm. you used to sit. And uh, if you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. If you don't, you don't have to. So just be uh, be aware that we are open and have uh, been having church, and it's been it's been tremendous. So that's a cool thing. Absolutely, and our kids' church is open as well, moms. Our kids' Absolutely. church is open. Come on back. 
I know you could use a moment in the Word and worship, and maybe without the little ones, and they could use a little Jesus too. But uh, yeah. something else that was really cool, speaking yeah. of weather being cool and social distancing being what it is, we got the Flourish Conference, and it's gone totally digital, and it's going to be tomorrow night. So check it out. Uh, reach out to the church if you maybe don't have a place to watch it. And, and what we're doing is it's our women's conference, and it's going to be all digital. And we you can go to our website and look to see what houses are hosting it, if they're still available. You can go to the one of the houses and then just watch it with other women. You can also watch in the comfort of your own home. A lot of what's being said is that the, the lady is going to watch it in their pajamas and have a great time. Mm-hmm. You also get a box, and, and I believe there should still be boxes available. If not, check the website for that. And you get like, it's it's a party in a box, and it's you get some really cool stuff inside of the box. Uh, I can tell you right now, the Flourish Conference is absolutely amazing. My mom a year ago went to it, and she was not attending the church. She went in, God touched her heart, started coming to the church, started serving at the church, and now is serving at the food pantry, and is going to be also having a party in a box for the, the conference. And, Isn't that uh, cool? Yeah, it's really cool. So Very I encourage cool. you. I know we're talking about women's conference right now, but guys, reach out to your moms, reach out to your aunts, yep. your daughters, your wives, and uh, let's uh, let's cheer the ladies on as they do this awesome digital conference. Yeah, I'm not allowed at my house Friday night, right? <laughs> because uh, Carol's doing one with a bunch of ladies. Really, at that's our house. Awesome. So yeah, I'm 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 going to be out. I don't know, hitchhiking or sitting under a tree. I was about to say, there's probably an animal uh, yeah, going to die. Animals, animals <laughs> involved in what I'll be doing. But anyway, it'll be fun. So let's get into the Word today. Let's do it. You doing good, Nick? Just checking with you? Going well. Awesome. Glad to hear it, man. So we're reading uh, John chapter 13. What what translation are you reading from? I got NLT. NLT. So there are uh, 38 verses. So I'm going to read 19. Uh, okay. It's good, good as place to stop as any, and you can read the last 19. I'm going to read New King James. All right. Well, then, Pastor Ann, I say to you, read, sir. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, he sh- that he should depart from the world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended. The devil, having already put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father has given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him, therefore he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taking his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who sent is sent greater than he who, who sent him. 
Now, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I've chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he. I tell you the truth. Anyone who welcomes my messenger is welcoming me, and anyone who welcomes me is welcoming the Father who sent me. Now Jesus was deeply troubled, and he exclaimed, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. The disciples looked at each other, wondering whom he could mean. The disciple Jesus loved was sitting next to Jesus at the table. Simon Peter mentioned to him to ask, "Who, who's he talking about? So the disciple leaned over to who Jesus to Jesus and asked, Lord, who is it? Jesus responded, it is the one whom I give the bread, I dip in the bowl. And when he had dipped it, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Ariscot. When Judas had eaten the bread, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus told him, hurry and do what you're going to do. None of the others at the table knew what Jesus meant. Since Judas was their treasurer, some thought Jesus was telling him to go and pay the food or to give some money to the poor. So Judas left at once, going out into the night. As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory, and that God will be glorified because of him. And since God receives glory because of the Son, he will Give his own glory to the Son, and he will do so at once. Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer, and as I am told the Jewish and uh, and as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you cannot come where I am going. So now I am going to give you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Simon Peter asked, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. Why can't I come now, Lord? He asked, I am ready to die for you. Jesus answered, die for me? I'll tell you the truth, Peter. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you know, you'll deny me three times that you know me. Ah. Hmm. Uh, Men. Amen. Ah, I'm so caught up in that. I thought, wow, what that must have felt like to hear that from, from Jesus, that rebuke. That's funny you say that because I actually thought this is why John 14 opens with let not your heart be troubled. Oh, like, it, it, like, it really like, is. Like, like, wow, like, like not only you said, hey, you're not only going to do something, you're not going to do this great thing. You're actually going to go 100 degrees, you know, 180 degrees out yeah, of the way. Yeah, exactly right. But you know that uh, since you brought that up, mm. chapter 14 does say let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Mm. He's never stopped talking to Peter here. Ever, yeah. Yeah, this is, you know, we've thrown, you know, the verse chapter headings and all that are where they're at, and the numbers are where they're at, but he is having a conversation with Peter, and he is basically telling how he's going to fall flat on his face, mm-hmm. but don't give up over it. Mm-hmm. You know, hang on. Don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then he begins to say, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And this is to the guy who denied him. Yes. Now, we do know that the angels who, uh, in one, case, one, one gospel it says an angel, other gospels it says angels, um, 
when Jesus rose from the dead and they were there either sitting on the stone or at one side or the other where the body mm-hmm. was laid, they said to uh, the disciples, go and uh, he's going to meet you in Galilee. Tell the disciples and Peter. Right. And so he reinforced, mm-hmm. you know, the personal call to Peter to come and and meet him again. So, yeah, this is a tremendously difficult time for every disciple because it, it's, you know, fulfilling the prophecy, strike the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. Yep. The, they're getting scattered. But he gathers them again and he's he lays a foundation for that right from the beginning. And and. I know, uh, I know. Pastor Matt and Jessica are probably going to cover fourteen on Monday, yeah, and not to steal all of their That's thunder. Tough. They, they don't, we're ahead of them. What hey, can they do about? They can't stop us now. That's right. They can't but stop us. You're, you're right. It's like you know, you see Peter struggling here for a moment, saying, "Hey, I want to go with you." Yeah. You see Jesus setting a template out, but like, if I, I, I need like. CSI for this chapter. Mm, yeah. I need to know how Jesus can be sitting at a table saying someone's going to betray him, saying they're going to murder him pretty much, and then be like, whoever eats after me is the betrayer, and Judas still eats after him. Yeah. Like, I need to know the dynamic of that conversation. Well, I like, think I can like, help you with a little of it. Yeah. Like, I think the part of knowing whoever eats this after me is the betrayer was a private thing between he, John, and Peter. Because he was leaning on his breast, mm. and Peter motioned to him, ask him, and I think it was more of a whisper to John than it was, and John's a guy writing this, so it's the only gospel we see that in, mm. and so I believe Jesus said, it's going to be the one. Not like, hey, everybody, whoever I dip this and give it to, you are the betrayer, announcement at the table, but a quiet word to a person sitting next to him. Because they ask, who's going to betray you? And he said, well, watch this. The other thing that's interesting here is it says in verse 22, um, well, verse 21, he was troubled in his spirit. says, most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another perplexed about whom he spoke. Now, this is a question I had. Were they, they didn't doubt it. Mm Mm-mm they began to look for who it was. So it must have been in the realm of possibility in their minds that right. somebody would betray Jesus. And I had to ask the question, were they all somewhat tempted? When the reward went out and the word went out on the street that they were offering a bag of silver for for Jesus, and, you know, there's some uh, uh, idea that even Judas betrayed him to try to make him take over the, you know, the Roman rule, tried to force his hand to fight back and establish his kingdom. Um, some people believe that he had a, you know, pseudo good reason for what he did mm-hmm. in betraying Jesus. Uh, one of the reasons why he was so disappointed and killed himself and all those things instead of celebrated and had the money because what did he expect? I mean, if he really thought all they were going to do is kill him and that would be the end of it, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have been disappointed at the end of it all. Yep. He would have said, okay. So, you know, there's a lot going on here. And I even wondered, did the other disciples actually at some point say, ooh, had that thought cross their mind? Um, and then they might think, oh, did Jesus know that that thought crossed my mind? You know, an example of that is we've all had a bad thought. Right. 
And thoughts crossed our mind sometimes when we're praying, you know, or in church or reading our Bible. Does that mean we're, uh, that's who we are? No. Just because a thought crosses your mind doesn't make you equal to your thought or super sinner. What, what you do with that thought, though, is important. You know, and so anyway, those are just some thoughts on the the, trail. Yeah, and the collection of thoughts. Because I think that Judas, who was handling the money, and we find out in in other texts that he actually been stealing from the money. That And I wondered this. And like when I read this the first time, I was joking around with myself because I do that often. I said, were all the disciples like on their cell phones when Jesus was was saying like, what do you guys go? And then I thought to myself, yes, Judas was. Yeah. Judas's heart was somewhere else. Yep. His heart was either thinking about the plan, his plan, either way. And it's like, you know, it's one thing to have the thought go through the head, but it's another thing to have a heart set. And Jeremiah 27 talks about how our heart can be corrupt. It can be very corrupt. And we got to mm. be careful about what we let it get fixated on. And and even the Pharisees in the conversation with Judas say, how much will you sell your Jesus for? Mm. Now, I read NLT, so it's, it's a lot more loose like that. Yeah. But how much, and I actually preached the message on that of like, what, what do we, what's the price for us to turn our back on Jesus? Mm. You know, is it a website? Is it a relationship? Is it a money amount? Because we're challenged with that question every day as, as far fetched as Judas feels from us. He's really not like, what do we have? Like, is there a, a place you go to? Is it a bar where in there you can't say the name of Jesus? Cause otherwise you're going to be a hypocrite. You know, what, what is it that, that, you have to sell Jesus for. Um, mm. And I want to challenge myself and 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 you guys too to say, hey, let's confront that. You know, I would rather be a Peter and get rebuked by Jesus than be a Judas and go down my own way. You oh, know? Yeah. And Peter, I think what he sold um, Jesus for, because he does end up denying him the three mm-hmm. times and all that goes on, was the fear of man. You know, he's confronted with, do you know him? No. You know, uh, there have been times in our life, you know, I can remember a time when not long after I got saved and uh, I went, I made a special trip after I'd moved to Colorado, I came back, sought out an old friend who I knew really needed the Lord in his life, and uh, Carolyn and I went to talk to him. Mm -hmm. And uh, Larry Benoit, I'm going to say his name on the air, Larry Benoit, a guy I grew up with, a guy I did crazy things with, a guy that I wanted to see saved and, and know Jesus. And when I started sharing Christ with him, he says, oh, man, don't give me that, you know, Jesus, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And uh, it, there was a temptation when I could tell he wasn't going good before we finally got to the point where he just refused it, where I was tempted to let my fear of him liking me or my fear of an old friendship or my mm-hmm. fear of all that keep me from sharing the truth with him. Mm. On the other hand, I pressed through on that one. Other times I felt I felt that control me where I don't want to say anything because I don't want to look funny or I don't want to look weak or bad or any of the things that the world tells you, you know, what a Christ follower or who a Christ follower really is. And uh, so I think we all kind of have a price and we can all fall short. Um, but the good news is just like Peter, uh, we're not, you know, we're not possessed because that's what this was. I mean, because it says that uh, the devil having already yeah. yeah, put it in his heart to betray. And then it says in verse, what, 27, now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Mm. So the other thing that I think we got to remember in this betrayal 
is a betrayal started as a thought, but it ended up in possession. Come on. And Come there, on. there's this progression. Sin is not a seizure. Um, any mm. of this stuff isn't a seizure. You don't just wake up one morning and go, whoops, I blew it. You know, no, you think about it and think about it and think about it and picture it and picture it and picture it and before you act on it. And yep. uh, sin is not a seizure. It, it comes gradually from a thought, an imagination, until it becomes a stronghold in your mind, and then you finally act on it. And I love that Jesus lays out almost like— it's like when you go, like you talked about talking, going to your friend, it's almost like you have a plan in mind. And I, I hope, I believe, I think that Jesus had a plan going to this, takes <laughs> his robe off. His robe was a symbol of his status. Yeah. All right. Yeah, his robe, uh, uh, the hem of his robe would cause a young woman to be healed. Like this robe was a deal. And he takes it off. He takes his status off and he washes their feet. And then he talks to them about loving. It's almost like he's like serving loving because I'm going to bring up and I'm going to totally steal Matt, Pastor Matt and Jessica's thunder again in 14. It's my favorite chapter in the Bible. Yeah, it's like, very, very and good. He's going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's like, when he gets done in 14, he brings up the Holy Spirit twice yeah. saying, hey, I'm leaving, but someone else is coming. Yes. And if you're serving me and you're loving people, then you're going to be operating in, in a way. And, and like right now, as he would say, hey, listen, and he would tell us how to pray. He would say, you know, and he, we would hear the Lord's Prayer, right? If Judas had the Lord's Prayer, and, and I'll do this, where he says, deliver us from temptation. Deliver us from the evil yes. one. And it's like making sure if you're out there now, I don't know where you're at on praying in the Spirit, but I would definitely look into it. I'm huge on it. Um, pray in the Spirit. Ask God. We shouldn't just be asking God for um, for our daily bread. We also know to realize that there is an enemy out there that wants to steal our daily bread, destroy our blessings, and kill our testimony. And God is when Jesus speaks to his disciples, says, "You need to be praying." And acknowledging that there is an enemy in your life and to, that enemy is shown and you are delivered from them. And, you know, praying in the spirit also, too, keeps it from we're like Peter. I'll go with you. Well, when you pray in the spirit, it allows you to allow the perfect will of God to be prayed over you. So that your inner peer isn't what's being declared, that the spirit is declaring over you. Yes. So that stood out to me, too. Yeah. Awesome. And, and you know, as you read this verse. There's so, so many things that reinforce what you just said, Pastor David. Read these verses, I should say, that reinforce that. You know, you did mention that he took off his, his uh, garment or his robe, which was a symbol of his, uh, you know, authority and his person and position. But what's interesting is he then took a towel and girded himself, which is also another symbol of a position, and that's the position of a servant. And now Jesus didn't come uh, to be our servant, but he did say he came to serve. And that is such an incredibly important thing to copy. Um, if you really want to be Christ-like, you need to start serving people. Now, some people believe in a, you know, that, that you do that by actually washing one another's feet. I, I'm not of that ilk, or uh, I don't really believe that. Um, I believe that foot washing was important uh, for that day and age because it was a daily need that they did before they ate. But in the world we live in now, there, you know, if I offered to wash your car as just a blessing, that would probably be more in line with serving. But right now, during the break, just think about, it. is there someone that I can do something for that will change their life? We'll be back in just a minute. 
You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. This is a message for all of sisterhood. If you are a woman, you are sisterhood. Sisterhood is our identity as girls here at East Coast. It's not about what we do. It's about who we are and who we are called to be as girls who love Jesus with all of our hearts. For the past few years, we have gathered together as a sisterhood from all of our locations and hosted our Sisterhood Flourish conferences at our Merritt Island campus. But this year, our Sisterhood Flourish conference is going digital. Tickets are $20, and when you register, you'll receive full access to all online content, access to a private Facebook group just for attendees, sneak peeks before the event, and the opportunity to attend small in-person watch parties. In addition to all of that, you will also receive a gift box full of goodies and conference material to help make your Flourish experience unforgettable. We hope you and your friends join us for this fun, interactive night. Registration and more information can be found at eccc.us slash events. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Join Overlook Ministries on October the 17th at the Avenue Worship Center for the 8th Annual Overlook Fiesta Fundraiser. Overlook is a ministry faithfully serving East Coast Christian Center and Brevard County for 23 years, reaching out to the lost, homeless, and overlooked. The fiesta begins 7 p.m. on October 17th with desserts, inspiration, and community. Let's change the world one man at a time. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Break. Welcome back. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And this is an incredible verse that I think is so powerful if we will uh, sort of embrace this thought. You know, it's not enough to know what the Word says. It's not enough to know who Jesus is. It's not enough to, you know, just have an understanding of these things. The key here is doing them. And so it's important. You can't do it without knowing it, but once you know it, You've got to start doing it. And that's why he says in verse, verse 15, do as I have done for you. Come on. You know, recently, what was that thing we did at the, uh, 
that assisted living center, uh, Pastor David? The cards uh, and the flowers. Yeah, what, yes. explain what that is and just an idea that someone had. So it was, we were able to go in and um, bless the assisted living center with flowers and then... This is a residence? Yes, yeah, a yeah. residence and cards of just encouragement and loving on them um, because that community had not, you know, not everybody in it received uh, visitors or yeah, any type yeah. of attention, especially yeah. since social distancing. Yeah, so we were yeah. able to go in and do that. Now, that was the idea of someone in our church. We'd actually ask for, you know, anybody got any cool ideas for loving or serving people? And someone in our church just had this idea. Marie had this idea. And uh, we went in, and, and the cards were really cool, flowers, little vase, and just said, hey, we love you. You know, we're for you. God loves you, and he's for you, and you're not forgotten. And a, an act of kindness. And I don't know what it is today, but there's probably an act of kindness you mm -hmm. could do for someone around you today. God bless. Have a wonderful day. See you, Pastor David. See you, Pastor Dan. Bye, Nick. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.